All right, I'm just gonna start, okay? okay? All right, so there's something I wanna say before we introduce uh, our first member. I guess we're calling this right now The Torch, The Torch Podcast, a Valley Stream North podcast. And I wanna read this quote really quick because this is kinda like the inspiration for this. So it's by George Bernard Shaw, who is a famous Irish playwright. Uh, he wrote Pygmalion, if you're familiar with it. Um, but he basically said, life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I've got a hold of for a moment. And I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it off to future generations. It's really hit home when I first heard it, because I think that's what we do, is we learn from people that came before us, we keep that knowledge, and we pass it on. And I think you can make the argument that that has happened from generation to generation to generation of humans. And it's our job to pass that on. And as teachers, I think that hits home even more because that's kind of why we're in this. So with that said, I wanted to introduce our first guest, we'll call it, um, our first one of our faculty member of the months for the month of September, Miss McKiernan. So Miss McKiernan, tell us who you are very briefly. I'm a math and computer science teacher at Valley Stream North. This is my third year here, and every year has been better than the last one. Um, I was originally just a math teacher, but I became a computer science teacher. Um, and I'll explain why after. Okay. <laughs> All right. So with that, um, let's kind of just jump into the one question that I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to ask really anyone else who sits across from me and finds himself being a faculty member of the month is, Ms. McKiernan, can you tell me someone who held a torch before you and then passed it on to you to kind of keep? I can. So when I first decided to become a teacher, everyone was asking me, what made you want to become a teacher? Um, and my go-to answer was Miss O'Hara. She was my math teacher in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Um, and she was more than just a teacher to me. She was you know, a mentor. She was supported me with everything I wanted to do. Um, and she did say that she thought I was going to become a teacher, um, but I did not, at first at least. Um, and then I, when I went back a couple years later... What, wait, what, what did you become? Oh, I became... Uh, I studied finance and marketing. So okay. I did a little bit of sales and marketing um, for two years, and it wasn't for me. Um, I always loved math, but I always loved being in a school, too. Mm -hmm. Not just the you know, educational part, but just the community that the school had. Um, so I decided to go back, and we had to do some observation hours during school. And I went back to Massapequa High School, where I went, and she, when I saw her, she said, I knew you'd be back someday. <laughs> so I always think about her um, until I started student teaching. So I student taught at Oceanside High School. Wait, Beth, can I ask you about yeah, her? Of course. So Miss O'Hara, you said, right? Mm -hmm. So did you get to observe her? I did. And what was that like, seeing her with new eyes? Because you you saw her as, a lot of the times kids don't, think of us as people they don't, they um, don't. <laughs> which is fine I never thought of my te teachers as people but you know you see them out maybe at the mall and you're like oh my god what are you not doing in your school what was it like like now kind of having the curtain pulled back and you got to see like how the sauce was made with with this person that was influential in your life um, she taught a lot of AP classes so I when I had her she was an AP teacher but when I observed her it was you know a ninth grade regents level class so she was definitely different um, but it was, uh, I did see her more as a person, I guess, now that I mm -hmm. think about it. Um, I don't know. 
don't know. I saw her. She was never really just a teacher to me. So mm-hmm. I didn't really see her as one of those people that was just a teacher. Okay. But back to student teaching at Oceanside, mm-hmm. I think the person that really passed the torch to me was the um, the teacher that I worked with for student teaching. And unfortunately, it was during right as soon as the pandemic happened. So mm-hmm. I only got to be with her for about a month. But she was just one of those teachers that you looked forward to going to her class, even if it, you hated math. When you went there, she made it fun. Um, you know, she had a lot of different stories and she was almost going to retire. So she was there for a while, but she still had that passion and like mm. that energy that I think a teacher needs, um, especially a math teacher. Not everyone's the biggest fan of math, but she made it fun. Um, and she was also the computer science teacher there. So I never would have thought to study computer science unless it was for her. Um, so when the pandemic happened, she gave me some resources to learn about computer science, and that's how I became a computer science teacher. Oh, okay. Um, and she really grew the computer science department there as well. Uh, I know when I was there, she only had like two electives, and now she has you know, two APs. So I feel like I'm following in her footsteps, I hope. Is I she, hope I have that same Is she still there? She is still there. There's um, a teacher at Central that I met a couple weeks ago and she went to Oceanside and she had her and she said she was her favorite teacher oh, ever wow. um, and that she made her like math and that's you know every math teacher's goal yeah you know, we know everyone won't not everyone will but we hope to make as many people enjoy math as okay. we can that's really sweet so this the teacher at Oceanside you said her name was Miss Epps Miss Epps mm-hmm. um, do you have any like communication with her still like does she know what you're doing right now um, she does because <laughs> When I was applying for jobs, um, you know, she was my reference. She does. I spoke to her maybe about a year and a half ago. Um, she checked in on me, and I told her it was my first time teaching the AP, and she was really happy that it worked out like that. She, you know, she was thrown into computer science without having any background in it. She didn't even want to teach it, mm-hmm. and she taught herself, and now she only teaches computer science there. Wow. You really are kind of just knowing what you do here at North. um, Mm -hmm. You really are kind of walking in her footsteps. Yeah, I hope I have the same impact that she does. She just, she just always was in a good mood in front of her class. Mm -hmm. You know, when I would talk to her after class, maybe not so much, but she always gave her best self to her classes, and they could tell. Yeah, it made them want to give their best self. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. So how are you, I mean, I, I guess kind of like it's a leading question because I know you are the computer science teacher here, but what are you hoping this, you're holding this torch right now that mm-hmm. was passed to you by these two teachers, Miss um, O'Hara and Miss Epps, and they, they have kept it burning and it sounds like both of them are kind of in the twilight years of their career if they're still working. Yeah, you wouldn't know sitting wouldn't, in one of their classes, but yeah. yeah. Which is, it's amazing when you see, like there are teachers in this building that, um, you know, they're, you know, 20, 25, 30 years in and they still have that like fire in them. It's still burning and it's, it's yeah. really amazing to see. And I think you can, um, I know, I mean, I know as a colleague, I can see it, but like I, I would garner to say that the kids in those classrooms, they, they could feel that too. Um, so what are you doing right now? Like I said, this is kind of a leading question to, mm-hmm. to take the torch that both of these teachers were carrying and you have it now. But eventually, you will also pass this on one day. Um, right. So you're gonna you're earlier in your career, but you know you will get to a point where you're gonna need to pass it on. So what are you doing now to keep that flame burning? And maybe when you pass this on, how do you want to pass it? 
Um, I want my students to try different things, even things that they don't think they would like. Mm -hmm. If you told me in high school that I was going to be a computer science teacher, I would have laughed. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do anything about with computers. Um, I had no interest in computers. When I needed, when something wasn't working on my computer, I went to my sister for help. Mm -hmm. um, so I did not think I would like computer science. And as soon as I started learning it, I developed like a passion for it. And I'm trying to encourage students that I've had in a math class or that I just know from the building, any clubs I do, um, try computer science. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Some of them laugh and say, I, I know I won't be good at that. Mm -hmm. and I would have said the same thing. Um, but I could tell that some of the students that are taking it now that would have never taken it um, are really interested in it. And uh, a lot of them are going to college for it. And I just, I think that's great. Um, so I just want people to try things. Oh Try different things, you know. You never know. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Sweet. So, Is there anything else you want to say about these two people? Um, I'd like to thank them. Okay. I wouldn't be here without either one of them. You know, and I love where I am right now. Yeah. I think this is a great place. I love what I do. I love my students. I really enjoy the classes that I teach. And I'm grateful that I was able to get so many computer science classes. I still love math, but computer science is different. Yeah. It's challenging. It's fun. We're designing apps. It's just very relatable. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting because when I first met you and you were telling me that you were like trying to figure something out in like Python and JavaScript, and I was like, what? What are you, what are you doing? What are you, because this is even, it's a large building, a large staff, different departments. It's, we're kind of siloed a little bit and mm -hmm. we don't come across people in the same way. So when you hear, you know, you have a, a, a new teacher that comes in and they, have this like almost like special power in like coding and you don't expect it um it's it's an interesting thing to learn i'm still learning yeah no special powers yet but i'm trying yeah, yeah well you know. i i think that's we all we all do keep learning in, in some way shape or form yeah i love when i learn from my students too some of them have the special coding power yeah um and they might be passing the torch to me i don't know that's a but. that is and that is a good use of it too of of them helping like um you know even though you might be holding it they're helping to this is why this metaphor is so so beautiful is <laughs> like they're helping kindle it for you and, and keep it burning and make it even burn a little bit brighter that's a really good point that's exactly what most of them are doing for me excellent so i think yeah. that's a good place to transition because we don't want these to go too terribly long because uh we want people to listen to them and we want mm -hmm. people to be able to hear everything and, and not have like a two hour long kind of podcast to listen to. But before we do, I think some way that I would really like to end this is uh, with a lightning round. I'm ready. And, a, and these are hopefully in the future, like once it's established that we're doing this and I'm, I'm, we're going around to different people, um, we can take uh, pose questions to the entire school community. But I only went around to certain kids that I saw in the library and, and talked to them and were like, if you could ask a teacher a question, what would it be? And a lot of these are very tame and they're probably, you know, you've probably been asked these things before. So I'm going to start light, okay? okay. Then, we'll, then we'll get up a little more. And there's three of them. Okay. All right. All right, we'll start easy. Favorite color. What's Miss McKiernan's favorite color? Pink. Pink. Why? Um, I don't know. It just makes me smile. Just makes you pink. smile? Yeah. Okay. I always just go towards pink for anything. All right. In All the right. summer, I like yellow, though. Okay. Yeah. And it just because just it's... Sun. Sun. Yeah. Connects well. Yeah. Positivity. Right. I don't know. All right. Nice. 
Um, second question. You're on a desert island. This is from a student that asked me this question. You're on a desert island. You can only eat one cereal for the rest of your life. What cereal is it? Oh, boy. Um, one cereal. No other food. No other food. You have to eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's you're on a desert island, so it's your main life support, too. Unless, like, you're going to hunt, like, I'm a wild vegetarian. boars. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So you pretty much all cereal is vegetarian friendly. No. No? No, no not the ones with the marshmallows. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. Lucky Charms and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Charms are, this might be a hot take, but Lucky Charms are kind of no, meh. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll pass. Not a fan. But go ahead. What would be the cereal? Mm, okay. So I'm thinking Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I do really like Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks? Yeah. That was always my dad's favorite cereal, so I always had it when I was little. Okay. I'm not a big cereal, cereal person anymore, but maybe Apple Jacks. I feel like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I would just get tired of the cinnamon. Too much cinnamon. Yeah. Too all much. day, every day. I agree with that. Yeah. Apple Jacks, Apple Jacks is good. It's kind of like Cheerios adjacent. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Sweet. Apple Jacks. All right. Last question. Now, what is the weirdest thing that you do that you're willing to admit to our community? Um, <laughs> like my weirdest habit? It could be like, um, you know, like something like, for example, like I can only chew gum or Tic Tacs or anything in even numbers. And if I have an odd number, I have to do it. So I can never chew, I can never just have one Tic Tac, I have to have two. And then sometimes if I spill out three of them, I have to have four. Right, you're not gonna put one back. I'm not gonna gonna put one back. I need to go up, I need to, yeah, for maybe that's bad luck or whatever. It's a weird thing that I'm willing to admit that I do. A piece of gum, you have to have two. Have to always, trident, have to have two. And, really? and some of the what if you have two double bubbles? My double bubble days are over because um, they're just instant trips to the dentist. Just one mm-hmm. of them. So two of them, I don't know what that's going to do. Yeah. So I have to okay. – um, those days are gone. Same with Big League Chew and, and Gumballs and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And bubble tape. Bubble tape. That was a sad one because nothing was more fun than taking a giant roll of bubble tape and putting it all in your mouth at once. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You can't have two of them though. No, you cannot. Um, that's the weirdest thing that I do. But it is six feet of bubble gum, which is an even number. So it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. So something weird that I do or that I have to do Mm -hmm. when I'm driving, I cannot wear shoes. No shoes. No sneakers. No sandals. No boots. No heels. Nothing. Okay. Barefoot. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Did that start always when you were... When you were um, first I mean, driving? on my road test, I definitely wore shoes. Okay. But no, I've never worn shoes when I was driving. Okay. And it's not like anyone taught me that. My dad thinks it's the weirdest thing. He's yeah. the one that taught me how to drive. But yeah, no shoes. So I have forgotten shoes one time when I showed up to work without shoes. <laughs> what do you do in home. the winter when it's like freezing? Um, socks. Socks? Okay. Yes. So you'll enter the car with shoes. Yeah. You'll take them off. Yes. And then when you leave, you'll put them back on. Yes. Okay, that is weird. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> Even if I'm just like making a really quick pit stop, I have to uh-huh. put them back on, take them off, okay. and get back in the car. And you're willing to admit that to the entire school community? That's probably one of the least weird things that I do. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll All right. Well, I, I appreciate the vulnerability in, in, uh, that you're 
sharing this with not just me, but with anyone else who is listening to this. Um, let's turn the questions back to you, though. Okay. So I know the weirdest thing that you do. Yeah. Even number for gum. Even number for gum. Um, what is your cereal of choice for a desert island? That's a great question. I've thought about this a lot. Um, so my instinct is to say Golden Grams because Golden Grams are, they have and always will be my favorite cereal. They're an underrated cereal. I kind of like them, liken them to like being a Milky Way of the cereal world. They're appreciated, but not as appreciated as they should be because they're eclipsed by other things. So that means that you like Milky Way. I love Milky Way. I would rather have a Milky Way over a Snickers. Because okay. Snickers, I think, gets... Uh, they're very similar, but the peanuts pu- push it over. And I think that it, Snickers gets too much credit for being a really good candy bar when I don't really think that they're that great. But a Milky Way, it's beautiful. I have another weird take. Um, I only like chocolate that has peanut butter in it. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. As a mm-hmm. Reese's man, yep. I can get behind that. Yep. So it can only, So you would never just have like a, a Hershey's... Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Who's really going into? I always wonder who's going into convenience stores and being like, "I will have a Hershey's chocolate bar." Only for s'mores. Only for s'mores. But again, That's right. The s'mores industry. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact: you although you can't have marshmallows, mm-hmm. you can take a Reese's peanut butter cup in place of the chocolate, and you have a Reese's s'more. It's amazing. That does sound pretty good. But back to the <laughs> cereal. So the cereal of choice would would not be my favorite cereal, which is Golden Grams. It would be Honey Nut Cheerios because it's the it's the cereal that I can eat consistently for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's not really super healthy for you because there is sugar in it, but I've tricked myself into thinking that it is. Okay. Um, which I don't really <laughs> want to know that it's not, but um, that would be my answer: Honey Nut Cheerios with okay. bananas. If there's bananas on this island, you wouldn't get bored. So bland. Yeah, but I can deal with bland over, like, super sweet every day. Okay. Yeah. That's it. All right, so that is, I guess that concludes the first episode of The Torch. I very much would like to uh, thank my uh, my guest here, Ms. McKiernan of Valley Stream North. And I would like to thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I guess, I don't really know how to end this, so I'll just say we will, uh, oh, I, I, have, I have a way to do this. Um, All right. Thank you so much and keep that torch burning. Will do. All right. Take care. (laughs)